Hi, this is Sam Chan, and welcome to the Sam Chan Leadership Podcast. It is my honor to serve you, help you achieve your dreams. Let's do this together. So I want to suggest to you that all of us are stuck. All of us are stuck. I want to suggest that to you. I'm going to give, I'm, I'm going to give you a, a, a few examples. When, when, when we go shopping to a mall, shopping to a mall, uh, do we not park in about the same vicinity? You know, either go to JCPenney or uh, whatever, whatever. We, we have our own uh, area uh, there. Uh, let, let me talk about church. How many of you go to church? I don't want to assume anything. There's beautiful heights. Uh, <laughs> because there's always that. I don't have to go to church. Okay, don't. <laughs> I'm cool with that. <laughs> so, uh, when you go to church, do you not have your own territory that you like to sit in? Uh, and heaven forbid, somebody even. I mean, we want new people to come to our church, but not sit in my space. <laughs> Is that not true? Uh, I remember, I remember when I should pass the church in Michigan many years ago. I actually remember one of my church members asking someone to move. So, I, I actually, I mean, it just made me so mad, but it was already, service already, they came in and asked people to move because it was their space. Now, all that to say that we are pretty much stuck. I'll give you another example. Since you say you, you're going to... Uh, You've been going to church. Have you have you ever stayed home from a Sunday morning service pretending to be sick? I've done that and I was a pastor of the church. Uh, absolutely. Uh, you're allowed three you're allowed three unexcused absences <laughs> every year. So uh, have you ever been home on a Sunday morning pretending to be sick? And somewhere in the morning, you look at your watch or the clock and say, by this time, they should be. Because we are all what? We are all stuck. Now, I know people say, well, we are led of the spirit. We are, you know, we are doing new things. Ain't nobody doing anything new. I'm telling you that right now. I get to travel all over the world, literally all over the world. Uh... Next week, I'll be in three churches. So, you know, it's, it's just like I'm in at least two churches every week. So I'm, I'm literally all over the world. And I want to tell you, ain't nobody doing anything new. Let me tell you why. All right. Think of a, think of a Sunday morning service. Think of a Sunday, So work with me now. I don't care if you're Methodist, Presbyterian, Anglican, Lutheran, Pentecostal, full gospel, half gospel. <laughs> you know, anybody who's not us is half gospel. We know that. So, so... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, charismatic, uh, independent, Baptist. Oh, yeah, there are more Baptists than people in Atlanta. So, the, and there's so, so many Baptists. I, I remember, I remember meeting when I was president here years ago. We had our first student who was a Seventh Day Baptist. You all ever any right? You do? Okay, there you go. So, I mean, that was my first example. It, it was like the new panda bear in the zoo. 
So, so I remember the registrar told me about who the Seventh-day Baptist was. So when they came in to register, in those days, we registered in this room. So long lines would form. I'm talking about like five o'clock in the morning. This is before online, online. I understand. You're looking at me like I'm an old man. I am an old man. And thank God I'm old, you know. Uh, some of my old friends are not here. So in any case, so we would have long lines about five o'clock in the morning start forming to, uh, and there'd be booths. We've set this whole room up with booths and the whole campus. Anyways, so I found out who the Seventh-day Baptist were. I never met a Seventh-day Baptist before. Has anybody in here ever met a Seventh-day Baptist? You ought to. And, and I met them. I said, hey, listen. I am so honored that you are here, but I have no idea who you are. Tell me, who are you? And he was able to unpack it for me. It was very, very interesting. So anyway, back to that. So you can go to any church this Sunday. This is what's going to happen. It's going to start any service. It's going to start with some kind of praise and worship. Processional, choir, something like that, right? It's going to start with something like that. Number two. Uh, there'll be some kind of prayer, some kind of meditation, some kind of humming, chanting, smoke, whatever. <laughs> that depends on where you go. So, uh, number num- number three, uh, there'll be some kind of announcements. Total waste of time. Ain't nobody listening to announcements. Just if you cut them out of your service, it'll, you'll save time. Yeah. You can sing about it, dance about it, PowerPoint about it, e-blast, text blast. They're still going to call you and say, was that 7 or 7.30? So, yeah. So, so that is that. Uh, after that, there'll be some kind of an offering when we shake you down. <laughs> Absolutely. When you come in, we shake you in. During the sermon, we shake you up. During the offering, shake you down. That will shake you out. So that whole lot of shaking going on. So, so, so we do all that shaking stuff. And then after that, there'll be some kind of a sermon, preaching, message. Homily, talk, speech, teaching, something like that, right? And after that, number six, we're going to some kind of thing, conclusion, we're going to go home. That's it. So when people say, well, we're doing a new thing, ain't nobody doing anything new. You can't do it. There's nothing else to do. It's like taking the furniture in your living room and moving it from the couch from this wall to this wall and say, I got a new living room. No, you don't. So, so a lot of churches have started doing their offering at the end. Can someone tell me why we're doing the offering at the end? Because there's a lot of people coming late. Thank you. Thank you. Just like this classroom I'm going to talk about in just a minute. Uh, so, so, so people are coming late. So the preacher says, no problem. We can wait. So we have moved the offering to the end. Some have moved the announcements to from in-person announcement to video announcements. Anything new about that? No. So when the Bible says, behold, I do a new thing. What does that mean? So most places are free at now. Uh, I'll put on a tie maybe twice a year now. Uh, most places are skinny jeans. I mean, that's, that's most places. I would say 90% of places are preached. It's just jeans, jacket. That's it. Uh, is that a new thing? No. It's just like, finally, we got comfortable. <laughs> and we didn't think that anointing was in what we wore. Uh, we're doing a new thing. So now we got uh, 
lights and bigger speakers and smoke. The Shekinah glory of God. <laughs> you know, you know, like like what God has not wrought, I have bought. So, so you know, so so we so okay. So our music is a little different now. Uh, okay, instead of a choir, we uh, have a praise team now. Is anything new about that? No, it's just reconfigured, repurposed. We just repackaged it. We took it out of this, put it into this, and say we're doing a new thing. Well, we are contemporary. You can call it a contemporary, call it a charismatic, or you can be the high church. Those six things are all you've got to work with. Those are the elements. I'm making a big point here because I'm going to utilize that throughout my hours with you. Because unless we acknowledge that we are stuck, we will never get unstuck.